0: Hello, beautiful people. I'm back. I am your guide to love, Haley Holmiston. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Eucania Deadweiler here, and she is the author of the book, Single That, Dispelling the Top Ten Myths of the Single Woman. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Haley. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: Yes, you're welcome. And I love everything that you
1: were about. to tell everybody a little bit about you. Um, well, I am a writer. I got my start in journalism, uh, writing for Yahoo Sports and covering in an events. And I eventually just started to branch out into writing about topics, other topics, you know, that interest me and that I thought could add value to other people's lives. And just drawing from my own experience. And that led me to last year when I wrote Single Vet, Dispelling the Top 10 Myths of a Single Woman which was based on just being misconceptions that I would hear frequently applied to women and us being labeled by our relationship status. And it started to bother me. So I figured like, why not put this frustration into a book? Because I'm sure I'm not the only one who, who faces these circumstances and is bothered by it. And that's how the book came about. Mm.
0: Yes, girl. Love <laughs> it. Well, that's what I'm all about with, you know, I couldn't have an orgasm and so that's oh. I'm doing
1: what I'm doing. <laughs> so. uh, that- definitely needs to be addressed (laughs) (laughs) but our
0: topics go together though because I feel you I remember when I was seeing a therapist a few years ago and I was telling him that I hated how people are you know you're right we are labeled by our relationship status Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's if you meet a stranger you know on on the train or just out in public it's like if you're a woman the first questions asked of you aren't normally about your ambitions or your career or your goals it's whether you're a wife or whether you're a mother you know but men you know those are the first questions asked of them they are what do you do and you know what's that about but women it's like the the perspective automatically shifts to your traditional role as you know a mother and a wife and that's top of mind for a lot of people
0: yeah definitely I agree with you and I actually interviewed someone a few weeks ago and he was like he's very into the traditional gender roles of men work, women stay home with the kids mm-hmm. and all that. And I think nowadays it's such a personal choice what woman wants to do. Why do we have to
1: choose? I agree. It's absolutely a personal choice. Like I don't knock anyone if, if you're a woman and you and you draw a purpose from being a stay-at-home mom and you want to take care of the kids and you like that traditional role, like more power to you. That's And that's mostly what I'm writing about is not to say that you shouldn't do that. It's but to decide on your own whether or not that's what you want. And whatever you decide is okay. And it doesn't make you less of a woman if you decide not to do that. You know, it's all it's a personal choice, like you said, and whatever you decide, you should feel empowered to decide that.
0: Yes, definitely. And so do you think that our society is getting better about the whole single woman stigma? Or mm-hmm. what do you think?
1: I think it's getting better in a sense, but I also think that old old traditions die hard. So I think on the surface we're tra- Trying to be more open to the idea and saying like, okay, women can do other things and their their value isn't measured by whether or not they have a husband and children and the traditional gender roles that have been applied to us. I think on the surface, we're trying to be more open to that and accepting, but I think deep down, a lot of people just have that embedded in them. Like, this is what a woman is supposed to do. This is what a woman is supposed to be. So I think it's better in the sense of general acceptance and the perception around it. But I do think there are just some deep-seated, you know, traditions that have been embedded and passed down through generations. And that's the most difficult part to overcome.
0: Mm. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I actually turned 29 this year. And I thought I'd be married with one kid on the way by 30.
1: Yeah, same here. <laughs> yes. Same here. You know, I I thought that you know by now I'm in my thirties. I thought that I would be you know married with children by now. And when I think about why I thought that, it was because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. You know, you have this vision of how your life is supposed to go, and it's like a grocery list. You know, you graduate high school, maybe go to college, and then you start a family, it's like everything is supposed to go in this order. So you have this vision for your life that's well beyond where you can probably even think at the time that you're thinking it, you know, if you're picturing these things at 16, 17, 18, you know, you have so much life ahead of you, but you're already envisioning that. And I think that's where the issue comes in, because we can sometimes attach that to our sense of self-worth and our our sense of value and it's like if we're not doing these things are we contributing you know as a woman the way that we should be
0: yeah I definitely agree with you on that and I think that it's such a hard because it's so ingrained in our DNA you know yeah
1: I've I've
0: struggled with this person too Mm
1: -hmm. and I
0: think that it's like the more you do succumb to that then you end up marrying someone just to check it off the list okay I'm married now have a kid Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's 100% what we do. Like I said, like it's an item on a grocery list. And I see so many women, unfortunately, maybe perhaps make choices that they they wouldn't have made if they weren't getting older, or they didn't feel like, okay, it's time to get married. Like you're just either you're choosing people just to say that you're married, or just to start that family that you, you want to start without giving much consideration to the actual person that you're marrying and if this is compatible and if they're the right person for you it's just like okay husband you you know let's do it so I just think it's important that we really take into account the person that we're with and whether or not we want to be married to that person not just want to be married and feel like it's okay if we don't get married by a certain age or if we take our time or if we remain single and enjoy it you know it's not it's okay to enjoy being single you know, it's is not, you know, defaulting on your womanly duties or anything mm-hmm. like that. As long as you want to, I think that's the most important part.
0: Yeah, and I even think too it's like the whole having kids thing. Like I personally want kids, mm-hmm. but I don't judge people that say they don't. I mean, yeah. I think it's better for someone not to have kids then have them and resent the
1: kids <laughs> exactly exactly resent the kids or just be kind of bitter and upset with the, with your life because you can't do the things that you want to do or go to the places you want to go and you feel like having kids, children or this family has imposed upon your life you know that's a perfect example of, of of doing something just because you feel like you should be doing it and then later realizing hey this isn't really what I want
0: Mm, yeah, definitely. Okay, so what would you say to women that are feeling guilty about being single?
1: I would say there's nothing to feel guilty about. You know, it's all about you and assess your life and where you are. If you're happy with your life, if you're content, of course, we all would probably like to find a partner, someone we can share our life's journey with. You know, I would love that as well well. But I feel like if you haven't gotten there yet, if you haven't found that person, if you're not ready yet, like nobody can decide that for you but you. Like there's nothing to feel guilty about. You are a whole person as you are with or without a partner, with or without children. So you don't owe anyone anything. You don't owe anyone marriage. You don't owe your parents' grandchildren. (laughs) Like, You don't owe anyone anything. The only obligation you have when it comes to your relationship status and your happiness is to yourself. Yes, yeah, you brought
0: up a good point about the whole, when's the kids coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm one of four, so thankfully that's not, not <laughs> a
1: pressure on that, but <laughs> yeah. I'm okay, sure so probably- they, have, they have other kids to give them the grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that is so true though, because that is such a common thing
0: that, that uh, parents say.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, a lot of the pressure, um, unfortunately, does come from those closest to us, probably. Our parents who every time they see us want to ask when we're going to give them some grandchildren, you know, that is a form of pressure. Our closest yeah. friends who may be married, you know, every time you, they talk to us or see us, it's like, who are you dating? When are you going to fight someone? You know, and I, and I want to be mindful of the fact that a lot of times these people that are closest to us mean well. They want us to be happy and they associate that with happiness. But there are some instances where I feel like um, people can project their insecurities onto you. You know, so because they're, they're not secure enough to be single or to wait a little longer or to not have children or marry at all, they look at you and they think something's wrong, you know, and they project that insecurity onto you. And the next thing you know, you're thinking differently and you're possibly rushing into decisions that you may not even be ready for just to kind of eradicate the stigma that you're feeling.
0: Mm -hmm. yes I agree with you on that I actually interviewed a feminine energy coach yesterday and she was talking about how it's so much important for women not to really date or focus on the external Mm -hmm. focus on becoming in alignment with your best self then you automatically attract the right person and I thought Mm -hmm. was such Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I agree it's hard you can't really know yourself if you don't spend time with yourself like if you like I know some high school sweethearts you know met in high school stayed together through high school got married had kids and all of that and eventually it didn't work because they both grew into such different people than they were when they met at 16 you know so i think it's important to spend time with yourself if you're always with someone if you're always partnered up you become influenced by that person and you become whoever you need to be in that dynamic so i think it's important to spend some time alone so that you can learn about who you are independent of any anyone else.
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah. And that's what I've learned with people too, is it's like, if you keep going from relationship to relationship, you never know who you are.
1: Mm, Exactly. Exactly. You don't have the time to figure out what you like and what you don't like. You like this because that person liked that. You enjoy doing this because you did it with that person, you know? And like I said, you become who you need to be to fit into that dynamic and you never give yourself the time to figure out, well, like, what do I like? You know, just me, just Haley, just by myself. What makes me happy? What brings me joy and contentment and a sense of fulfillment? You don't give your chance yourself a chance to discover that about yourself.
0: Mm, yes, definitely. And I even think that's the same thing, you know, too with sexuality. You know, how many I and mean, I'm really passionate about this and this is what I coach on, but how many women devote time each week to explore their pleasure?
1: Mm -hmm. i'm sure very little because i think that's another unfortunate stigma that we faced is that you know sex isn't supposed to be pleasurable for us you know Mm -hmm. that we're here to satisfy the opposite sex because um that's something that i've touched on before too is especially me like i grew up in a religious household and religion kind of made me feel like sex was dirty you know sex was a bad word that you shouldn't say we didn't talk about it no one ever discussed it with me because you know I guess the fear was, if we talk about it, she's going to want to do it, you know, (laughs) but it's important to, it's important to let women know, and girls, you know, as they become of age, it's important to let, you know, let us know that it's okay to explore your body, it's not just okay, it's encouraged, you know, understand what you like, understand what brings you pleasure, so that you can, you can communicate that if you're not receiving it, and you know, you know, what brings you pleasure, but if we treat it like it's dirty and it's something that we're not supposed to do and oh you're you're a nasty woman you know if you do that it 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 discourages you from figuring out the things that bring you pleasure and that just ties into the whole dynamic of not doing things for you for you but for other people
0: yeah definitely and I think that this time period I was just sitting here thinking I'm actually very thankful for this time period even though, yes, obviously, I would have never wished, you know, hello, yeah. to come through. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it is great for people to kind of look and realize, okay, what is going on here now that I have a second to pause?
1: Mhm. Yeah, it is. It's hard to be still for a lot of people. And this time has forced us to be still and be alone with ourselves, be alone with our thoughts. And that's mm-hmm. absolutely can, some positive can come of that. Of course, you know, you have the, the part of it, like you said, that's sad and it's frightening. Of course, this isn't an ideal circumstance for any of us, but that, I do believe that is the benefit that comes from it. It forces you to be with yourself. It forces you to be with your thoughts, and you can learn a lot about yourself during this time. Mm, yes,
0: definitely. Okay, so what takeaway do you have for everybody listening? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'll, put, I'll post the link below of your book, but what do you want people to know?
1: I would think my the main takeaway is that being single or any relationship status does not define you define you. You are more than relationship status and you're definitely more than the negative connotations that people try to associate with that relationship status. Even if you are a wife or a mother or you're single or you're a girlfriend. You know, you're, that's just one part of who you are. You are so much more. And I think when we attach our sense of self-worth to those labels, that's when it becomes problematic.
0: Mm. Yes, definitely. No, I love that because I think that, I mean, that's our whole society, really. I mean, obviously this is changing with everything going on, but we are taught that our worth is not within us. It's in our job title or what you're saying, relationship status. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It can apply to anything that's external. Your worth is never anything outside of you. And when we attach it to that, to things that can be taken away or things that may not be achieved at the moment, that takes away from our self-worth. So if you attach it to a job title, you, especially now during this time when people are losing their jobs, you lose that what do you have, how do you feel about yourself? You know, if you attach it to having children and being a wife, if your marriage fails, now how do you feel about yourself? You know, so you can't attach your self-worth to external things. You have to find a way to be happy with you and love who you are as an individual and recognize all of those things that make you this amazing person that are not external. Mm. But you bring, you bring up a good point, though, about how, you know, we're taught from a very young age to aspire to marriage and children. Um, and the most interesting part to me is that Boys aren't taught the same thing, so here we are aspiring to wife and to be a wife and a mother and we're aspiring to family. But we're not teaching boys who grow up to be the men that um, a lot of us are dating. We don't teach them to aspire to the same things. So then, then you have women pursuing men who are just pursuing women, you know, or pursuing relationships, meaningful commitment with men who are only pursuing women. So it's a it's it's a deep seated, like I said, deep rooted. I would say double standard from that perspective that I think hopefully we're slowly breaking down.
0: Mm. Yes. you brought got a great point because I think that um, when, it, when we went, when I went back to uh, that guy that I interviewed, um, he's the author of the book, Hard Times Create Strong, I mean Strong Men. Okay. And he talked about um, how, you know, I told him, I was like, women want to marry masculine men, wear the masculine men. And, you know, our society's kind of making men feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's kind of what you're saying how okay women are meant we're taught to be uh wives and mothers and yet where are the men we're going to marry when these guys are so focused on work so it's like this weird thing mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah it's like the system is not set up for success (laughs) for us (laughs) because when these men grow up I mean it's a classic example you see men are congratulated for the women that they sleep with you know a high five for oh you slept with her you know so it's like they're encouraged to sleep with as many women as possible and have as much fun as possible. But we're encouraged to settle down and become a wife and a mother. But who are we (laughs) supposed to do that with when we have the the men that you want us to go out and marry who have a totally different agenda? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and I feel like the whole masculine-feminine thing, I think that falls into it too. The whole trying to be what society tells you you should be type of thing. So I feel like be who you want to be, be what makes you feel good about yourself. And like you said, you will attract the person that you are meant to be with, you know, so there is no right way or wrong way, I think, to be a man, be who you want to be, be what makes you happy with yourself, and you'll naturally attract the person who's attracted to that. So I think it, it all comes back to just figuring out who you are and, and being your authentic self and letting the le- letting the rest figure itself out. You just control what you can control
0: yeah definitely because i think that at the end of the day everybody wants relationship whatever dynamic that is
1: yeah exactly exactly everybody wants some type of relationship or partnership or love you know we're all seeking similar things we may just have different ways that we go about it you know and it may look different to everyone and and that's okay you know i think that's part of it it's about what works for you in the timing that works for you and you know being true to yourself about what you want and what you're ready for mm,
0: yes okay so where can everybody find you
1: you can find me on social media at akamia ld um that's my handle on all channels i have a website akamia where you can learn more about me you can learn more about my book and you can get single that dispelling the top 10 myths of the single woman on amazon or all major booksellers
0: Nice. All right. Well, we'll post your links below. Thank, Thank you. you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me. This was such a great conversation. I appreciate yes, it. Of
0: course. <laughs> such an important one.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So everybody be sure to comment below or DM either of us on Instagram. Let us know your thoughts. Be sure to subscribe and we will talk with you later. All right. Bye.